<laughs> but the weirdest thing with me, they, they put me in jail, then they made me take a drug education course. Oh, okay, I'll sign up for that. <laughs> I ended up teaching it. Thank you for tuning in again to Walk a Mile in My Shoes. This is Eric McCoy. Please check out my other show, High Wall Clean. Is uh, you know we work to fight the stigma of substance abuse by showing stories of hope and giving a voice to those that we've lost. I'm also the co-host of What Were You Thinking on LA Talk Radio, and as always, I'm with Lana Curie, who is the host of Recovery Soul Food, and um, you know our guest today and the. And I was saying it's funny, the stupidest thing that people say is um, he really needs no introduction because even though it's said, you always, you always still give an introduction. <laughs> you know, he's one of the most famous advocates for marijuana use. Um, he is a very funny man who played man in Up and Smoke, uh, still smoking six other films with Cheech Marin. He has starred in a lot of different movies um, and following their parting and uh television show is on a recurring role of that 70s show great show and uh i was also lucky enough to see him stand up on his free at last tour when he first got out of prison i also had a wonderful opportunity to see the reunion show cheech and chong and we are both very honored to have tommy chong tommy chong i want to thank you so much for joining us today yes wow yes Wow, that was pretty good for a guy that didn't need any introduction. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, Tommy, I want to tell you real quick. So, this podcast that we do focuses a lot on hate. And, um, you know, as we've titled this, Walk a Mile in My Shoes, you know, as we work to just have an understanding and a particular topic that we have touched on, and the reason I reached out to your manager is the very thing that you were a victim of. And this is the longest standing war in American history, the fantastic, wonderful drug war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, there was one longer war uh, that everybody uh, seems to forget, conveniently to forget. And that was the war against the native uh, population in uh, America. That war, that war went on for 60 years. Uh, wow, and absolutely. the reason, and, and the only reason that they defeated the uh, the natives was uh, the fact that they uh, attacked the villages with old women and children in it, and uh, and they also uh, killed all the food source 
of of the natives. Yeah, uh, and and that was the only reason uh, that they 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 didn't win. They they just had a Cheated. had them. Uh, yeah, they, they just. <laughs> they just took t- took it, and 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 I and I believe that you know every for every action there's a reaction. Yep. And yes, and so so that's what we're living through uh, uh, the the sins of our fathers. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know it's it's uh, the unique thing obviously about this war is that we are not actually uh, you know it was declared a war on drug abuse which technically goes to drug users uh, because it's difficult to fight a war against an inanimate object. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if not impossible. Absolutely. Right. Hey, I yeah. was thinking, I was thinking it was really funny and I, I just kind of, this popped in my head that, um, you know, obviously in 1937, we had the marijuana tax act, which they wanted to get pushed through very quickly because they knew you were coming in 1938. Right. That's right. <laughs> and you were going to object. <laughs> so you are, a, you're, you're 83, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Wow. What's wow. your, yeah. what's your uh, declaration on how you're making it this many years? Uh, it's really, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a very, I know that I'm a very special uh, person with a very special uh, journey, you know, that I had, that I'm still on. And, uh, you know, I learned, you know, when I look at my life, because I've been doing a lot of podcasts, and when you do a lot of podcasts, you know, you you tend to discover a lot of things about yourself that uh, that you know previously you either ignored or forgot or or just didn't want to talk about it. You know, uh, I was uh, I was so blessed uh, from the minute <laughs> I entered this 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 life that uh, and, and uh, I, I was blessed with a, a beautiful mother that uh, I just found out you know a couple uh, a couple of months ago that she was 20 percent native hmm. we never knew that wow and, and it was a big secret in in the family because that meant her mother was half and her mother committed suicide when my mother was like three years old uh, or, or no. Yeah. She was about three or four years old. My mother never uh, got any schooling because I guess because she was a quarter breed or, you know, native uh, she was put into um, a domestic servant situation real early now she had brother, brothers and sisters and they were like scattered around the the, the country when uh, when the, the family broke up when my grandfather when my mother uh, grandmother committed suicide so i uh, and then my mother married a chinese a little short she was tall he was short uh, she was uh, well mixed uh, we we thought it was scotch irish uh and, and native and he was like chinese from in, in bank from vancouver and so that was the big uh uh, uh what do you call it uh, 
big deal um, for for the family back then. She married a Chinese guy. <laughs> and that's where Chong comes in, right? <laughs> that's where Chong comes in. So I've been blessed all my life with notoriety. Yeah. You know, I've, awesome. I've, had pe- I've had people looking at me since I can remember, you know, my earliest memories. And my mother told me that she said, you're very special. And people will always be looking at you. So it's up to you to show what side of, uh, what kind of person you are. Yeah. That's profound. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was, I was on stage. I was, I've always That's been profound. on stage. That's yeah. profound. You know, one thing that I, um, you know, and I love about you is, I mean, obviously your comedy, I mean, you're, you're funny and, uh, but you also, obviously you're a musician. Mm-hmm. And so you have done a lot of stuff over the years. They're busting folks in New York City, but not the evil bastards that they should. They're busting the dope smoking hippies, along with the brothers and the others in the hood. Gotta get it legal. And I wanted to ask, and one question that I always, I I thought this was really interesting and important for me to ask was, you know, every drug law that's ever been passed always holds one premise, that it, once we see an increase within our youth, we create a new law and we increase the penalties. Yeah. I mean, that's just been the premise. And I wanted to ask you on that, um, and I kind of have a feeling, but, but, um, you know, with all the movies and stuff that you did, obviously with marijuana and, uh, and you guys stuck with that. You guys never got into harder drugs. No. Um, do you think that you had any impact on our youth? We had a big impact on the, the, the Chicanos, the Latinos with, with Cheech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we had a big impact on my people, the Orientals. You know, the Chinese, Koreans, mm-hmm. uh, any anybody with the name Chong. You know, <laughs> that 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 impacted that that group of people. Um, we had a big impact on teenagers. Uh, you know, because of, uh, of who we are and and. Preteens, preteens, because uh, uh, very uh, so many people used our movies as babysitting uh, uh, tools. You know, <laughs> it was either the babysitter would come over and put on Cheech and Chong, or or the hip parents would say, "Well, okay, well, let's put on a Cheech and Chong movie," and and they used to use our records uh, uh, driving to school to, to <laughs> get the get the kids in a nice mood. And get the parents in a nice mood too, you know, <laughs> get them laughing and everything else. So yeah, we we we've had a huge, huge impact on on uh, people. I I I like to think that that uh, when you know I was kind of you know so so songwriter uh, musician, but it wasn't until I met Cheech that 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 uh, my you know, my goal in life really became clear, you know, because uh, again, it was very ordained that I met Cheech, you know, I met him in Canada. 
he was up there dodging the yeah. draft and and yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, he had you know he was lo- lo- really looking for anything uh, you know any kind of job and he was delivering carpets uh, <laughs> he was writing uh, for a hippie magazine for no money but a lot of free free concert uh, <laughs> tickets <laughs> and uh, but when I met Cheech that's when everything came made sense you know who I was you know because I've always known that I was destined for something I never knew what it was mm-hmm. and and I remember one time riding in a limousine. I've told this story many times, but it, it just cracks me up. Uh, I was with the Motown group, you know, Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's. And and as a kind of a reward, because we were backing up Barry Gordy's, one of Barry Gordy's girlfriends, Chris Clark, uh, he sent us to England to do a gig with Chris Clark, you know, at, at uh um, some theater there and while we were there we ended up uh, playing a gig in a, in a little club uh, called the Speakeasy <clears throat> and that's where Jimi Hendrix came and, and sat in with the band hmm. and uh, and Jimi Hendrix I, I found out you know later that he was a big fan of the band of Bobby Taylor especially Wow. And uh, and so so Jimmy sat in with us and we played one night. It was an incredible night. Uh, he never played guitar because I, I he's a left-handed guitar player. He played bass. Wow. And so I I played guitar along with our other guitarist uh, Eddie Patterson, and and we just had a most memorable night all night playing with Hendrix. Uh, he never sang. He just played bass and he sat back like a sideman. Uh, but the next day we're riding in a limo and the whole band, you know, we're just talking about all oh, the crazy happening, you know, Hendrix sitting in blah, blah, blah. And I blurted out, I'm going to be bigger than Hendrix. <laughs> I usually don't talk, <laughs> but I, and I, and it wasn't really me that said it. It was, a spirit or something because because and, and it got really quiet in the car you know and was, everybody looked at me like and then the drummer who was he wasn't a big fan of mine and he was a very kind of a outspoken kind of guy he says you're gonna be big you mean playing guitar and i said you know that then again it wasn't me that answered i said no not on the guitar and that was it and that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> so I knew, I knew, you know, that my appearance here <laughs> on earth is ordained. Yeah. And I was, wow. I was, I was here on a mission and I'm on a mission. Yeah. And, be- and believe it or not, believe it or not, now the mission, it got all clear because back That's then, you know, everybody's thinking, you know, marijuana, you know, make you, you know, kill your parents and and right, lead right. the heavy and lead, lead the heavier madness. drugs and it's yeah. going to just ruin your life and and you know it just went through all that stuff but the funny thing is about about pot when you study it and that's what i tell people all the time you know they ask me how can i do blah 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 you know how can i do this or what you did or that i said you got to study you got to learn everything you can about about marijuana learn 
And then what I learned, uh, thanks to, again, help from people, I learned how the Bible, the religion really started with, with marijuana, uh, the use. When you see those Greeks, Orthodox, you know, with the incense, they're going up and down spreading incense. Well, back in the day, that was marijuana they were they were burning you know it wasn't no you know just incense to, you know to keep the bugs away you know this was to get everybody in the in the spiritual frame of mind which which marijuana did does still does now as everybody knows that this show walk a mile in my shoes is to work to gain that understanding and we also look for legitimacy and arguments and, and try to come up with facts based on the best information that we have. Now, Christians who promote legalization, they actually refer to Genesis 129, which says, and God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the, which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you. It shall be for meat. Now, Christians who follow the Bible's verse in a literal way, it means that cannabis is meant to be eaten, whether in oil or whether in an edible. Now, according to Lydia Decker, who is a Christian and formed an organization called Genesis 129, says, we're using the Bible to promote what God gave us. We say that God made the perfect medicine. Man is the one that made it illegal. Now, we do know today that marijuana has a lot of different medicinal purposes for it. You know, the president of the organization that represents the largest evangelical group in the U.S. won't budge on calling marijuana a sin. And they basically say that the scripture speaks against drunkenness and marijuana is a mind-altering substance with the purpose of achieving essentially what the Bible would describe as drunkenness. So possibly, though, it could be overindulgence that's the problem, not the actual use itself. Now, listen a little later as Tommy talks about excessive use and possibly the problems behind that. And I'm also going to describe in a little bit why I don't use it. Now, how truthful is Tommy in his statement? Well, roughly... 35 miles south of Jerusalem in an archaeological site of the Negev Desert, known as Telarad, archaeologists excavating an ancient Jewish shrine have found traces of burnt cannabis and frankincense on a pair of limestone altars. And so this actually provides the first evidence that the mind-altering substance was part of religious life in the ancient kingdom of Judah. So Telarad contains the remains of the Canaanite city from the third millennium BC, as well as Israelite fortresses from between the 10th and 6th centuries BC. And, uh, and, and it really opened the mind because once, once I got, uh, uh, you know, when I first tried it, I, I, was, I was wary of it, you know, because of the, the reputation it had. 
I had no urge, you know, to become a drug addict. You know, in fact, in fact, my only addiction back in the day, and, and I think it's what saved me today, is my uh, uh, bodybuilding, weightlifting, because that was my only thing. You know, because I saw I had a buddy of mine. He he got he went to jail. And he was in there for two years and he come out, he was all buffed and ripped and, and looking great. And, and which, which is one of the reasons when I went to jail, I wasn't really that sad, you know, because, <laughs> because I knew I could, I could you, you can get a lot of stuff together in jail, you know, and bodybuilding, bodybuilding was one of them. You seem to have had a, a, a pretty amazing jail stay. Um, well, I mean, oh, yeah. and it was probably it was probably your attitude about the whole thing. I mean, I'm sure celebrity did some, but you just seem to have quite this. You've always had this authentic authenticity to you, which I think is part of why you were probably targeted. Eric and I were talking about this a little bit before is, you know, I think authenticity seems to scare people, especially when we're talking about political and we're talking about, you know, laws and, and different things, you know, none of those, none of those things are authentic, authenticity, but your authenticity, I think of just being who you are and and being so open with, with, with showing the world, your spirit and just who you are. I think that was very scary to, to that entity of human beings, and yeah. I think oh, it always does. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, look who put look who put me in jail. It was absolutely. It was George Bush. Yeah, exactly. It was George Anti-all. Bush. It, it, it was uh, Ashcroft. Yeah. Ashcroft, the, the guy that hung the the drapes over the titties, the cement yeah. titties. <laughs> <laughs> I got you know the the thing on that is you know we and we did this is sort of how this transpired with with me wanting to get you on the show was we had done um, an ep- one of our episodes and we did it on how the drug laws violate our Bill of Rights. Yeah. I mean, across the board, you know? Yes, um, yes. You know, even in, even in California, you know, so I'm, I'm a six-time convicted felon myself, okay? Mm-hmm. But, and this is why I don't smoke weed. Um, I actually do stay complete, you know, clean and sober uh, just because I don't have a shutoff switch. Um, I used to smoke a ton of weed. I used to run around with the Grateful Dead, <laughs> you know, back, back in the years. Right. And um, and I came to the realization meth was what was my drug of choice. And it literally almost killed me. Um, sure. And I tried the I'm just going to drink or I'm just going to smoke weed. But it always took me back. And so for me and again, I just speak for myself, you know, that I have to keep as clear ahead as possible. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to fuck myself up. You know, <laughs> and but what you know really, and again, I am fighting for legalization of all drugs, and and the reason being is number one, they violate our Bill of Rights. So much of the murder, so much of the crime, so much of everything has to do with the legality behind the drugs, not the drugs themselves. Um, you know, I fight for the the uh, safe injection sites. You know, for people um, that can help save lives. You know, and um, but, you know, for, you know, you, you look again at the history of the drug laws and you were saying, you know, like the, you know, makes you want to murder. You know, of course, that all came from uh, Harry Anslinger, <laughs> you know, marijuana yeah. creates users, insanity, criminality and death. Right. And so they did this, what, Operation Pipe Dream, which is close to the name of your company, Nice Dreams, or your son's company. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, nice it's my company. Yeah. Our company. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I found the story so fascinating um, because I know, um, and I'd like you to tell it again, if you could, and I've heard this, but I, I really want to, cause I'd like you to tell it. Cause I do have some questions behind it on how this is even legal. <laughs> right. But you had the DEA that was requesting to buy bongs from you. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's on tape. We, they, they, they actually taped everything, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> Trump, you know, uh, his uh, insurrection. You know, everybody, right. every, everybody take their own uh, evidence. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> they not only did it, but they taped themselves doing it, you know. And, and so the DEA did the same thing with, uh, with, with us. They were, it was, they were so funny. I mean, it was so ridiculous. What, when you think <laughs> what they did. And, and also, let's back up a little bit. Why did they go after the pot thing? Uh, was because they lost prohibition. They ran out of a job. Absolutely. They had they had no job. And yep. why was why was why was alcohol prohibited prohibited in the first place? A racist law. That a racist a law against yep. against uh, the Italians, the French, uh, everybody that drank wine. Why did they drink? Why did they drink wine? Because the water was unsafe. That's why. People drank wine. That's why Johnny Appleseed went around selling apples. It wasn't because an apple today keeps the doctor away. <laughs> it was so that the farmers could make cider so they could live and, and not be afraid of water because every European uh, on the planet was deathly afraid of water because that's what created the, the in their mind created plagues and you know water was never healthy to drink because animals and people and the different you know they would sully up everything and so we're going back to bad habits <laughs> creating <laughs> creating alcohol which created the alcohol problem of people getting drunk by the way alcohol alcoholism is it was responsible for the terrible uh, english cooking <laughs> did you know that <laughs> did you know that no like, like the terrible english cooking well the lady of the house would put on the, the food to cook and the father would be in the pub too long and so the food would get overcooked <laughs> and, and, and the and the wife would be pissed off at the the guy anyway and she'd just slap it in, in front of him and say hey, there's your supper shut up you know <laughs> all because of alcoholism uh, because alcohol affected the brain in, in a very negative way. And, and, and I, when, I, when I took my uh, drug education course in prison, which I, I signed up for right away, <laughs> I, I got to be best friends with the drug counselor because uh, we, we could hang out in prison together. And, and then I, I, love what, I love learning about the dangers of alcohol, you know, how, how alcohol really is uh, uh, the the main ingredients in ether, which and and when they use used to use ether, what they would do they would bring you to the brink of death, <laughs> and and then they would operate on you and then they would bring you back. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, sometimes they bring you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alcohol, marijuana, has always been medicine. 
The Chinese documented it 3,000, 5,000 years ago where it was used for cancer, was used for, you know, we've had civilizations so advanced on this planet, you know, that yeah. disappeared. And now, yeah. now we're, we're rediscovering all these things. We're, we're, we're just now discovering. But I'm going to tell you another thing that, that, that mar what marijuana does it and 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 this is I think one of the strongest things. It it puts you in direct contact with God. Yeah. yeah. And and see, we all are of God, and and like our phone, we all have a God app. Every living being on this planet, because if you read the Bible, it says everything that God made was good and everything that was not made by God was not made. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about everything. And because we have a God app and because God is our creator and because we all are here for a reason. Every one of us are here for a reason. And that's why you have to love one another because uh, we're all here for a reason. Now, one of the reasons might be to piss somebody else off, you know, <laughs> right. but that's the reason. That's the reason. There right. is a reason for Donald Trump. Now, you may dislike him, dislike what he, every, everything he does. And, you know, when I get in arguments, because I have a lot of Trumpy friends. I have a, a ton of ton of Trumpy friends. They're all wealthy, and the reason they like him is because Trump, you know, will uh, <laughs> keep them from paying taxes. You know, all that all that crap. It's a, it's a little thing. But here's the thing: we are in a physical universe. Good would not exist without bad. Absolutely. You need both. Yep. Now you can. You can rail against one or the other, but you need both because without yeah. one or the other, we don't exist. Yeah. We need we we are in a physical universe, and for every action, there's a reaction. In order to have their reaction, you have to have the opposite. Yep. You have there has to be opposites. Absolutely. And 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 and, and, and I took it one for, I took it one thing further, man. This is an epiphany that, that just kills me now when I think about it because it, it, it hurts the brain to think about it. Okay, for every action, there's a reaction. Okay, the universe that we live in now, the physical universe, is endless. It's eternal. It's endless. The more further we find the so-called edge of the universe is more universe. Yep. And then we're told that this is only one of zillions of universes. And so that's a, that's the hugest, biggest something that you could ever get. We can't even okay. comprehend that. No. Okay, but listen to this one. <laughs> what is the opposite of everything? Nothing. Nothing. That's the spiritual world. Yeah. Yeah. The spiritual world is so small tiny there is nothing there except spirit that's Amazing. the only thing that's there and the only the only substance in the spirit world is love and yeah. if you think 
Love is only a feeling. And but it's real. It's, it's so, so real. real. It's yeah. so real. It it powers. It's it's a power <laughs> of, of the universe is really love. Absolutely. And, and, and the, the, the dangers of the universe is lack of love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and just like you said that you have one side, you're gonna have the other. If you've got love, right. you're gonna have hate, you know. Yeah. And that's why I mean that's what our show here is literally I about. See, I know? see that. I see that. I see that. And and when you're dealing with hate, you're dealing with ignorance. Yeah. yeah. That's all and you're fear. dealing with. And fear. Ignorance and fear. Yeah. That's what that's what ignorance is. That's what ignorance is. It's fear. Fear is the unknown. You have no idea. And, and 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 because we are eternal creatures and we have freedom of of uh, our freedom of thought, basically, we have to go. We we are allowed to go into that fearful world, but we also have a choice of recognizing what the fearful world is all about, and that's Absolutely. what that's what enlightened people are. Yeah. You yeah. see, that's what and, and, and they figure out what is what is the opposite of light? Dark. <laughs> but what is what is darkness? The absence of absence of light. Absence yeah. of light. <laughs> For sure. For sure. See? For See, sure. There's nothing to fear. That's why there's absolutely nothing to fear. Number one, we are eternal beings. Now, if we're here, say as Donald Trump. We're, we're going to go through uh, everything that Donald Trump is going to go through, you know, like he's gone through, like he's going through now, you know. And, you know, the, the funny thing, you know what it cracks me up? I, 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 I laugh because nobody, I'm glad I can do these podcasts because my wife won't listen to me. She thinks I'm full of shit. My son, he starts, if I start going, he'll just, ah, I want to hear that. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> listens to me because here, here's my epiphany. Here's, here's what I got. No, because you guys deal with hate and fear. So I want you to check this out. Uh, right now, the Democrats, uh, Joe Biden, they've got, oh, they've got big problems here. They can't decide <laughs> whether or not uh, to uh, to get rid of the filibuster. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got to laugh at that because it's a rule. It's nothing. It's not. In, it's a rule. It's a fucking rule. <laughs> you know, it's like, like uh, you got to wear a mask, or, or, or you know, if you want to go somewhere, you got to wear a mask. Okay, what's so hard about that? Right. Well, there's people. Like, I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> it's, it's 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 fucking hilarious. Okay, now now listen to this. Listen to this. Here's Biden's biggest problem. Should we take 1.5 trillion dollars, or shall we hold up for 3.5 <laughs> trillion dollars? I mean, what the fuck is the difference? We're <laughs> talking what trillions. And Joe Manchin, oh my God, what's wrong with Joe? He's holding everything up. Do you know what they're doing? I'll tell you what they're doing. They're hogging the press. They're hogging the microphone. They yeah. got. They're they're hogging the news coverage. They, they they can't they can't go anywhere because Biden 
and the Democrats have got him. They got him because oh, what are we going to do about Joe Manchin and and that that girl? What's wrong with her? She she's she looks like she won't vote for this trillion dollar package, the biggest in history, no matter how you look at it, and it's going to give us everything. Oh, and the debt ceiling. Don't forget the debt ceiling. Oh my God. They, they're going to shut down the government, <laughs> which they've been doing over the past four years with, with Trump and with um, Obama and everything. And then, then you got Mitch McConnell and then you got uh, Pence. Pence was just on saying, uh, <clears throat> you guys are making a big deal over an insurrection that, <laughs> that uh, you know, <laughs> You know, and you're being really mean to Donnie, to my boss, <laughs> Donnie Trump. I mean, it, I, I, I'm. It's insane. I'm, I'm in hysterics, and we're, and here we are. Here, this is where we're at. And now look at us. Here we're talking. We're talking philosophically about about the war on drugs. You know, <laughs> which we know, but. If it wasn't for the war on drugs, I wouldn't be as relevant as I am now. True. Gotcha. So oh, you, gotcha. would, you wouldn't even have a show. Right. So, yep. so we owe we owe yeah. our existence to that that and what it is, by the way, it's a wall. You're like my spiritual guru. And we can just talk I'm about glad. this all day if you just want to hang out, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Uh uh I, I just watched uh, the Grateful Dead documentary. Yes, I, oh, I, 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 I never knew. I, I, yeah, I knew about them. I, you know, but you know, being a musician and everything else, I never. There was nothing that they they played that you know that I had to learn. In other words, you know, because yeah. uh, they were like an acid uh, yeah. jam band, you know, yeah. and, and so was I. But I watched I watched the Grateful Dead. Man, I love that. Oh, I love that whole man. We, yeah, we, we just learn. You know, once you learn, like like I did. I mean, again, the power, the power of of the God app that I that I talk about. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm sitting at the Palisades with a pool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> with a, a multi. Uh, there's two houses built. One next door to me, one across the street. They're both going for uh, around twenty million, uh, thirty million dollars homes. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm in the middle of it, and and and, and my wife's pissed off because that's, that's this construction, and they took away our view, and she's all pissed <laughs> off. And, and and they asked me about it. I, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? And the guy says, "Doesn't that construction bother you?" I says, "It's the sound of money." <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> people are working. I love that sound. I love yeah. to see people work. Yeah. No, uh, no. We're oh man, my life. It, it, even when I went to jail, like I said, you know, I, I, I'm ready to go get embedded with the troops. You know what my job was in prison? Taking huh. pictures. Taking pictures with everybody. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Chung, come on, take a picture. Okay, no problem. <laughs> uh, the, the, they had to change the visiting rules because we started getting the visiting room 
packed every every weekend because they're all there to see me to take pictures with me. And, and so, so the ward said, "Okay, no more pictures." And and then one day, uh, uh, this this guy came in. He'd been driving forever, and he's in a wheelchair. And and he asked me, and of course I'm going to take a picture with him. But here's the, here's the here's the key to do in prison. Whenever you do anything, report. Report it yourself. Almost like what Trump does when he breaks <laughs> the law. To say that. <laughs> <laughs> when he breaks the law, he tells everybody he's going to break the law, right. and then he breaks the law, and then he almost dares you to do something about it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the way I love the way you think. I really do. I mean, you're just oh, kind yeah. of a very easygoing. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, in, in all of your movies, you portrayed that same thing, you know, yeah. just oh, this like, you. whatever, you know, kind of, <laughs> oh, and, you, uh, you know, the thing on, um, you know, I wanted to ask, you now. I know that, that, you know, the story was kind of that the, the DEA had sort of infiltrated the business and mailed. Yeah. How yeah. is that even, how is that even legal? I mean, it's like a cop going in your house, planting drugs and then going and arresting you for it. Oh, they did. They, they absolutely had no qualms doing it. It's a racist law, you see. Yeah. See, if, if, if you're on the wrong side of the, the racism, uh, they don't care. You know, yeah. they, they'll, like, they, they'll shoot a black guy and say, well, you came at me with a knife yep. and here's the knife. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, that's why that's why this video, our, our video thing is just screwed everything up for those guys and that's what happened with, that's what happened when they when they arrested me i, I was at uh, i was promoting our, our our product at a head shop in arlington texas and uh, you know i'm like you know I'm, I'm not i know i'm not dealing anything i'm not doing anything crooked i'm not doing right. anything illegal you know i might be doing something illegal but but you know, fighting Jim Crow, that, that's illegal. Sure. And, yeah. and I would do that in a minute, and I have done it. Um, yeah. So I was in Arlington, Texas, and, and these DEA agents come in, and they had headbands on. Now, no one was wearing a headband back then, <laughs> except <laughs> the DEA agents. And they had their cameras in their backpack. And, and so the, right away, the Arlington head shop, they knew they were DEA. And so they had girls put the, 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 the staff there, put on DEA t-shirts with, with an arrow, you know, and they would, they would, they followed these guys around with these t-shirts. So everywhere oh you went, God. there'd be a girl standing next to them saying DEA, you know, I didn't, I never got the memo. <laughs> they come up to me and they said uh, can we talk to you outside it's a little noisy in here well was it and i said sure so we went outside and we're sitting there and the guy positioned himself so the camera was kind of on me you know he had to turn his back so the, so the camera would hit it <laughs> and he's asking me things uh these these uh, chong bongs that you sell, they're they're not just for tobacco use only, are they? And I said, no, of course. He says, what are they for? I said, for marijuana, you know, <laughs> for for pot. He says, okay, um, uh, okay, that's all. Then thank you. <laughs> I still didn't get it. I never got it. I never got it. And so that was the 
So again, it goes back to like freedom of speech, right? I mean, totally. if, you know, because <laughs> if you had said they were for tobacco, then it's not paraphernalia, right? Yeah. 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 If I had said that, then that legally they would have been, oh, okay. You know, it, it, they got me. <laughs> well, they, they, they recorded all this crap. Now, another thing, but I, I can't, I can't get mad at you uh, in, in the bong business, uh, especially uh, back then, uh, there was a lot of undercover a- agents hanging around the clubs, hanging around me, uh, you know, and there's this one, one guy, I remember him. Uh, uh, anyway, when I got busted, I saw him again. He's, I knew you were going to get busted. And I said, how did you know? He said, oh, they had a list of people you know they send out to everybody and i got it i got a hold of it and i saw your name on it i said well why the fuck didn't you t- say something <laughs> and he, he he just looked at me like uh, oh i never thought of that you know <laughs> give me a heads up or something right well no he he's a dea yeah. and then and then I'm, I'm, I'm in my house in my house and these DEA agents rolled up on their bicycles and their, their bikes. And none of them looked like they rode a bike ever. You know, <laughs> they looked like, I don't know, they looked like salesmen out on an outing or something. <laughs> but they, they parked across the street from me. And finally, I, I, I walked over, what's up? And they said, uh, oh, we're just admiring your, the plants at your house. And, you know, the, 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 the jungle, my wife did a beautiful job. And I said, oh, and he said, do you have any more plants like that growing? And I said, yeah, everywhere, you know. <laughs> uh, and they they were like hinting. And, and, and then we had helicopters over our house all the time. And it was kind of annoying because, you know, they were right over there. They did everything. <laughs> and, oh, here, here's the greatest one. They put... A, a financial guy into our business. They they snuck him in there somehow. Anyway, the guy turns out to be this business genius, and he showed my son what he was doing wrong with the business. <laughs> <laughs> he showed my son little things like you got to take care of this, you got to do that, and and, and he was like. embedded in in the company and then in order to sell it uh because our our company you know we we were here that you're not supposed to uh sell to people you know in certain states and so they uh so they they tried on the phone to get it and we wouldn't do it and finally they sent agents uh into bank to uh la to our to our shop here and they uh (laughs) They they actually bought a lot of bongs, and then they said, "Listen, we want to stay here and, and visit LA for a while. We're from DA. Could you? Would you mind sending this back?" Well, we said no, we couldn't do it. But I'm quite sure that we had an undercover agent in there somewhere, and they sent it. Wow. And that, <laughs> that's what they did. That's what they had to do in order to have a charge <laughs> against me. Wow. They want to hear something oh. else. When I went to court, I'm supposed to be there to plead guilty to everything. You know, that was the deal. And, and if I didn't plead guilty, they would go after my son and my 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 wife. Wow. 
Wow. So I'm in, I'm standing before the judge, and you know I'm a pothead, so my memory <laughs> isn't that great. And so when you when you ask me questions, I I the easiest way for anybody is to tell the truth. Right. And and so they said, and this uh, Chong Glass is you're the sole proprietor of the of those glass business, and I said no. <laughs> and everybody everything stopped. No, I said no, no. I'm not, I'm I'm not the proprietor. You know because that's the truth. Yeah. It was your son, right? And they and they said, uh, okay, hold, hold, just a minute there. Uh, approach the bench, and they talked about it. And they said, uh, you realize that we have uh, we we've got this uh, deal of blah blah blah. blah. And I said, yeah. So uh, I'm going to ask you again. Are you the sole owner of the of the business and again i told the truth i said well no i'm not and so the, the then the judge said well just move along it's okay never mind <laughs> so they just they just they said, oh, it's okay he, he's not he's not gonna lie he's gonna tell the truth and we can't deal with that but we anyway, can't deal with the truth so here I, I, I end up, you know, and I actually, I actually kind of gave in at the end because then, you know, when, it, because I, I said, there's no way they're going to put me in jail for selling bombs, glass, right. where, I mean, that's right. incredible, you know, right. and I, there was not nothing, you know, and what they did, they lied, they told George Bush people told everybody that we were making billions of dollars uh, with the bond business, and we were uh, financing the the Taliban or There's the, the uh, ISIS. <laughs> There's ISIS. the fear. There's the fear. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's that's what they that's what they 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 said, and they stuck with it. And by the wow. way, you know you you know what day they sentenced me on? Nine eleven. Wow. Seriously, I was sentenced to jail on 9-11. Wow. Wow. And they moved it to the big courtroom. They thought there was going to be a lot of protest and everything else. They were all ready for it. One guy showed up with a cardboard cardboard sign and said, free marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you had on your, and another thing I found really interesting was, the indictment or the the things basically refer to up in smoke, right? Or or your yes. older movies, and that you made the cops look bad. Mind not, man. What are we gonna do? What do you guys want? <laughs> Nothing. Hey, man, obskies. You hear, man? Get outski, man. In base, in base, bamboos. Sounds very loud. Could be the Mexican connection. Better get this down. Hello, radio dispatch. This is codenamed Hard Hat. Codenamed Hard Hat. Do you read me? Over. What's that, Lard Ass? <laughs> hard Hat. Codenamed Hard Hat. Do you read radio dispatch? Hey, got something for you, Lard Ass. Hard Hat. Hard Hat. Do you understand? Lard Ass. Lard Ass. <laughs> hard Hat. Radio dispatch. Do you know who this is? No. Who is this? Is this is Sergeant Stadinko. Oh, yeah? You know who this is? No. Bye-bye, lard ass. Yeah, we made fun of law enforcement. 
that was in the indictment or the charge, you know, that I should go to jail because I made fun of law enforcement in my movies. But I did something else even more stupider than that. I, the arresting officer, started hanging with me. And, and he was there. And my lawyer told me, don't talk to anybody, blah, you know, keep it blah. And so so the arresting officer, it was, you know, all the cops are, they're, they're kind of nice, you know, you get to know them. I have fun with them when they arrested my house, when they busted in my house, because they look like trick-or-treaters, you know, <laughs> because my, my, my door is never locked, the front door is never locked, and it's glass. And I could see them outside and they've got their, their SWAT gear on, their, their holes and helmets and SWAT riot gear and everything else. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? And so they knocked on the door again and the door's open. So I opened the door and they come busting in. They said, um, we have a warrant. Uh, and they, they show me the warrant, uh, I guess. I, 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 I couldn't see anyway. <laughs> and they went. And, and so the cop says, okay, do you have any marijuana? In, in the house and I said yeah he said where is it and I says every room in the house I don't know <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't find it they couldn't find any weed so they come back to the sergeant or the guy in charge and he said to him uh, we, we, we couldn't find any he says can you tell us where it is I said well there's a bud on my my shop downstairs I know where that is. <laughs> the guy comes back a few minutes later. It's not there, sir. <laughs> and I says, what is in front of your face, man? It's right on the... And then the guy got all apologetic. He said, well, we don't have our dogs. I said, well, that's another thing. What kind of bust is that? A marijuana bus when you don't bring your dog. <laughs> then about that time, about that time, my wife, she's all dressed now. <laughs> and she says, let's go. I said, what? what? She says, let's go, let's go get our coffee. And, 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 the, and the cop overheard her. He goes, we're not finished here yet, ma'am. And my wife looked at him very coolly. She goes, are we under arrest? He said, no. She says, well, we're going to go have coffee. And well, you're going to leave us in the house? She goes, do we have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy goes, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> she literally kicked him out just by, by telling him that we're going to go have coffee. <clears throat> yeah, it was a, it, it was, you know, I did it for many years, you know, the, the whole routine because it was so, but you know what they were looking for? They're looking for weapons. Yeah. That wow. was the big deal. That was the big deal. Wow. And I and I had a strong box upstairs. And I'm walking around in my I'm walking around with my jockey shorts, you know. And <laughs> and I had a bit of a woody, you know, from the morning. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't a nice sight. And the arresting officer, I think he was a little homophobic or something. He's uh, take him upstairs. Take him upstairs and get him dressed. <laughs> so, so I'm upstairs getting dressed and they find the, the little, and it looks like it could be a gun box, you know, but it was full of uh, cash from our t-shirt sales and, and, and the fuckers took it. They wow. took all the cash. Just boom, just, just because that's really their main job is to yeah. look for the cash because yep. they get to keep it. Yep. They keep the cash. Yeah. You know? Does it ever get, it didn't even get documented they took it or? No. 
No. Wow. It was just, wow. well, they said they, they found, I guess, I don't know. They never showed me shit after that. You know? yeah. Wow. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm talking to the arresting officer and, and I told him, you know, I said, you know, I, I he was talking about, I don't know, movies or, or something. I, anyway, I told him, I said, you know, I could make you famous, you know. He said, how so? I said, well, you know, up in smoke. He said, yeah. I said, you know, the Sergeant Stadenko in the movie? He said, yeah, Stacy Keach. I said, yeah. He said, yeah. I said, well, Stadenko is the name of a real cop in Vancouver that <laughs> used to that used to fuck with us all the time. He was always busting us for weed, you know, 10, you know, uh, bags of weed and we're smoking a joint. You know, he was a real dick. And so I called I called our character Stadenko first in a record and then in the movie. Well, Stadenko got so famous that they, they, they shipped him off to Turkey. He spent the rest of his he spent the rest of his career in Turkey. And when he when he came back to Vancouver, uh, the, the narcs in Vancouver called me and they said, hey, Tommy, this is someone, Sergeant, you know, for the narc. I said, what's up? He said, no, you're not in trouble. No, no. He says, uh, Abe, Stadenko's retiring and we, we want to get we're giving him a retirement party he says can you send us a, a poster up and smoke poster and signed by you and Cheech that's and I, awesome I said, sure. sure so we sent him a, a, a poster and apparently Abe wasn't that happy <laughs> <laughs> I just love that lard ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh we had fun dude the thing oh, about that is, it seems like, you know, for them to say that you you uh, made fun or made the cops look bad, it was a comedy farce. I mean, you guys weren't yeah. being like regular gentlemen walking around. It was a comedy. It was a farce. You know, I yeah. mean, it, it had to be big on both sides and be that, you know, outrageous for it to be so funny. That was the magic of it. Yeah, I was saying, I was, magic. I was saying earlier, we were, we were talking and I was like, I mean, if if you had intelligent cops in that show, it'd be like sitting and watching your nine months in, in federal prison. Right. Yeah. <laughs> be about it as boring, boring as shit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, here, here, here's how the wheel turns. Last weekend, I was at a, a benefit for first responders, which meant cops and that. And I came home <laughs> with a goodie bag. And in the goodie bag, there's a cop hat you know one of those hats with the right. with the police thing and a shirt with the, with the badge on it. Right. i got i got all the cop paraphernalia <laughs> and, and i'm there offering them uh they had a little booth set up you know tasting booth all the food that and they had one for whiskey and that and, and so i i said where's the pot where's the pot uh, desk and they all har, 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 and they laughed and they said Next year you can have one. You you bring your plastic. <laughs> so so next year I'm gonna have a have a a pot boost at the cop thing. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. That's yeah, awesome. because cops, man, you know they're just bouncers basically. You know, and 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 they just have to do whatever you know their boss tells them to do. So I, I never blame them. I, you know, there is racist cops in that, but again, you know. What are you going to do, man? Yeah. Uh, I, I went on a, a ride along with the cops one time. I, I got a real good friend here. You know, I had 
because I used to work out at Gold's Gym, and that's where a lot of the, the, the cops would work out in a gym. And then, so I made a lot of friends, and I made friends with Earl Struthers. He was like the, he was actually up for the Homeland Security job yeah. when Obama was in, in the, Earl's a, a black guy, uh, a cop, been a cop forever. And he, I think he's the head of the airport police or anything but he was a bodybuilding buddy of mine and so he, he one day he said hey would would you like to go on a ride along and i said yeah i'd love to and so i went to i want to spend a night with the with the police so i understand what the cops are going through wow because yeah. because they're they're targets yeah. you know it's, it's like you, yeah. you put a big target on yourself you dress up and then you go out into the public yep. and you've got people that that really want to kill you yeah. you know or yeah. hurt you for sure yeah. and so that's what you're dealing with so when you stop a black guy in a car is you're not worried about his rights you're worried about your life yeah and yeah. so when you walk up and if you're the least bit freaked out you know uh, about the guy for for one reason or another you know because that that was the other thing because you know i'm married my first wife was black and Maxine and uh, I have two black mixed kids and my first band was all, they're all black and, and I got a lesson on how to be black in America mm. and I'll tell you it's a whole different thing you know yeah. because yeah. Be, being black I remember one time we we're driving down from Vancouver and we stopped at a service station it was late at night and and uh, or, no it was early in the morning and this went hippie was there and he had long hair and the guy's reading him ragging him up for uh, sleeping there or something and anyway it, it struck me as funny and so i started laughing you know because you know the long-haired hippie i don't know he just it just cracked me up this is before cheech and chong and so uh, so the owner goes what are you laughing at to me you know and i just came from canada you know, and I owned a nightclub up there, you know, and, and my the, my buddy, the drummer, black drummer, grab, literally grabs me. And before I could answer, he just hustled me outside. Wow. And I said, and I said, you know, what's with what's with that guy? And Freddie's name is he says, he's got a gun. Mm. He'll he'll use it. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. I said, well, reality check. You know? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Reality wow. check. Hey, so what uh so when you guys uh with uh with Cheech, um what happened with you guys when you when you guys separated? He did a movie without me. Uh and, and when I say without me, like uh, all the other movies we did, I kind of wrote and directed and uh and you know did, did did the whole the whole thing, you know, like we did same as our records, you know. I was uh, I was the guy that would, you know, start stuff rolling mm -hmm. and then Cheech would come in and add his his stuff and you know, it, Cheech would the way we worked, Cheech would tell me his story about his life and then we'd put him into records and, and eventually put him into movies. <laughs> well, his nature is uh, like a college kid. Like he, he sort of got, he was never a low rider. He was never the, the cheats that we saw in the movies. Right. He was a college, he was a college kid uh, and he was, and he hung with artists. He's a very 
artistic guy. And so his his real persona was nowhere near uh, the, the, the lowrider. And he had this urge. Well, when this kid got deported by mistake, uh, Cheech saw that, you know, I was born in East L.A., Cheech, the Springsteen song that Cheech took and re- re- redid it. And when he did the song, up until then, I, I wrote most of the, the songs, you know, the lyrics and, the, you know, Basketball Jones was mine, Up in Smoke was mine, uh, for the most part. Mexican Americans was his, definitely his, but I was the one that showed him how to do the, you know, put it to music and that. And so when, when we did, when we got around to doing uh, born in East LA. First of all, the the record that he 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 did, you know, the the vocal he did, he never had a any role for me uh, in there. And so then he put one in there as as a cop, you know. It was like all of a sudden I, I go from being a partner and in the star to being a what do you call it, uh, an extra? You know, you said a cop. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and, and and so I told Cheech, no, I I can't do that, you know, I I can't I can't do that. So then he started getting a little, and by that time I directed all the movies, you know, and and as a director, at first I you know with Up in Smoke, you know, it was like a, a, a partner thing, you know, we would do it together because we had, Lou Adler was down as as the director. Mm-hmm. And then left Cheech and I. So I had to direct, you know, uh, both Lou Adler and Cheech and everybody, you know. <laughs> and and I'm fine. I, I I'm fine with that. I didn't. I thought I didn't need the the title, but when when Cheech started doing his own project, there was no room for me. Period. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I kind of took offense because you know everything that we did, he was the lead singer. You know, yeah. and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm in there, and I'm not even, I'm not even on the, you know, on the on the star thing, you yeah. know. So, so I took that as an insult, and so then he, uh, then then he got a deal with uh, 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 Columbia Pictures, and again, and there's a guy named Irv Azoff. He was the manager of uh, the Eagles, and 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 there's a whole. Uh, culture of uh, managers and people that sort of like uh, and Trump's one of them too where they'll they'll buy companies and then break them up you know mm-hmm. they'll buy successful uh, groups you know and they'll just take the singer and leave everybody else you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, and that's what Azov, Irving Azov did with Cheech mm-hmm. he took Cheech and separated Cheech from me and uh, and that was it you know wow. and then next thing next thing I know Cheech isn't talking to me you know he's mm-hmm. going to uh, you know he, he's he, he become you know like Don Johnson's partner right he yeah. became a cop right. he became yeah. a cop and uh, at first I was hurt I was uh, uh, you know I mean it stopped my career you know mm-hmm. and I real and I tried to do a movie without him and I had him in there like as a cameo, and but you can see the difference, uh, you know, with Cheech and Chong, uh, so powerful, mm-hmm. you know, that there nothing nothing could uh, could even come close to it. And so then I realized, you know, I, I I had to go learn how to 
do stand up on my own, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, what I did, I I, I did what uh, what you do, like if you're in prison, you you make use of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you don't you don't sit around and mope and that. And so what I did, I had to go learn how to do stand up on my own, wow. and I did. And then I got bored, so I got my wife doing stand up with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I love your TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. So so so, great. so so then then my wife came in and then when Cheech and I got back together again, she was funny. She's she she, <laughs> she was standing over me one day. She, you're not leaving me. You with Cheech, you know. And I said, No, no, you're you're coming with me, girl. <laughs> now your wife, your your wife's uh, very funny. Yeah. Oh, she is. She is. She had to learn. She had to learn. She worked at it. She worked at it. But and, and right now, right now we're in limbo, you know. Oh yeah. man, right now, oh, uh, oh man, I got plans. Woo, I got plans. Because oh, you had to God. cancel, you had to cancel a lot of your shows then, as this COVID, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. No problem. I don't want to die. I don't want to get sick. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not for a few laughs. But you know what I? You know what I did do? I, 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 I figured out a way to save the planet. So the solution that Tommy comes up with, I have actually cut from this video because he requested at the end of it that we not share this information. So I do have this documented. And so at a later point, I may actually release this information once he gives me the thumbs up or gives me the go ahead. But I figured out a way to pull our, our our country our the world together oh, and, and i'll tell you it's no secret there's only one company that's been around for forever that has the ability to create uh, an ideal country We're, we're never going to go back to the way things used to be. No. You yeah. know, it's yeah. just too uncomfortable. You know, yeah. in a movie theater, sitting next to people, you don't know their story. <laughs> you know, yeah. Unless, yeah. unless they have the vaccination rule at the movie studios, which they probably will have, right. you know, eventually. Right. But then you have people saying about <laughs> the, the phony vaccine cards and that, you know. Right, right. But, but yeah. isn't it ridiculous? It's much easier to get a vaccine than it would be to get a phony vaccine card. Or to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather get a shot than COVID. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? But, but we have idiots. Yep. You know, they're Lots here. Of Lots of them. You know, because of the, the nature <laughs> of, of, of the planet. Yep. You know, of humanity. When, yeah. when, when, when those, uh, when the buffalo went over the the cliff, you know, when the, the natives would get them over the cliff, there was a lot of them in there that didn't want to go over that cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they couldn't help it because the guys behind them were pushing them over the cliff. <laughs> See, they were in that game. See, yeah. see there's quite a few Buffalo that says, uh, this doesn't feel right to me. Man. <laughs> what are we running for? What are we running from? You see? But, but they had to go over in order to feed the, the population. You know, they had, you know, that was their form of food and clothing and everything else. So, so I, I don't want to say every soul on earth. Of course you can't, you, yeah. you can never do that. Yeah. I want to, what I really want to do 
is is create a society where where you look forward to waking up to go to work. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you can't wait to work. It's having it's yeah. having the job that doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, Tommy, I'm I'm in, man. You sold me. I'm I'm in. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. Let's do it. Like for sure. Like for sure. <laughs> now it's I want to be a part done. of it. It's being done. It's being done. <laughs> I and believe because that. you guys know about it. You guys know about it. You know, I, I was feeling a little weird because Cheech doesn't know about this idea. My wife doesn't know about this idea. My kids don't know about this idea. Why? Because I don't want to have a discussion about yeah. it. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to hear the pros and cons right. about it. I want to All dream. I want to do. I'm an. I'm an artist. I want to create my vision. Yes. You see, and, yes. And, and so I will talk to people that will that will will honor my vision yeah. absolutely you know? i love it i think absolutely. it's great i i think you should call it operation nice pipe dreams <laughs> <laughs> right? nice Oper- pipe dreams nice dreams pipe dreams <laughs> operation nice dreams no operation nice pipe dreams <laughs> nice pipe dreams operation nice Okay, I like that. Operation Nice Pipe. Dreams. Well, I want to commend but you. You got to say it right, though. You got to go Operation Nice Pipe Dreams. <laughs> well, I want to commend you, Joe, for having a dream that brings humanity to a situation that's real humans, because that's what we forget when we are, you know, standing on one side or the other. We forget the story in the middle. You know, that's what. Eric and I try to do with this story, you know, me as a transgendered human, um, you know, Eric as a, as a cis white male, like we try to bring this dynamic to issues that say, Hey, this is the human side. Like this is real human life. And, and the fact that you want to see both sides is what's really so impressive to me, because let's not forget the ones that are over opposing they're humans too. And so when we see both sides in complete humanity, we see ourselves because each yeah. and every one of us hold each side of those things in us. That's and once I can understand, I mean, that's the premise of it. It's yeah. like just gaining an understanding, you know, of it's like walking in the shoes of other people. I want to understand what you're thinking. I want to understand yeah. your life. I want to understand where you're coming from. And then I want you to understand where I'm coming from, too. You know, yeah. and that's yeah. where yeah. and that's where things can come together. Yeah. Yeah, because we're we're really striving for for I mean we're supposed to be striving for the the, the same the same thing you know we we mm. breathe the same air yeah we eat the food you know with the water you know all all that stuff you know it, it affects it and and racism is just ignorance it's that just uh, just pure ignorance you know it it often wondered like I I never liked the, the movie Star Wars. I, I, I really had took issues with Star Wars because I figured if they're so advanced that we're riding around in the stars, why are people fighting with swords? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was like, duh, you know? <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's crazy it, it's crazy and 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 same as some of these 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 great stories and plays in that you know they said oh we've got that from the bible we got yeah this is a from the bible from the bible bible is the greatest book in ever written 
So why don't we make movies about these? Right. I mean, yeah, Charlie, right. Charlie, Charlie Heston. Yeah, and 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 be be real about it. Be yeah. real about it. Like yeah. like real. for instance, uh, uh, Jesus was never a Christian. <laughs> right. He was a never, Jew. Never a Christian. Never. He never set him foot in any church. Right. Maybe maybe the synagogue. Uh, but, but even there, he hung out the back, out, out in the front with the with the money changers. He right. never went inside. Right. Uh, but oh, he did. He did. He talked to the elders. He talked to the elders, and they would listen to him. They yeah. listened because he had more to say than they did. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't but, white. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, he was not white. And he wasn't that that white. Blonde hair. The blonde hair. Blue eyes and blonde hair. And, and 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 he rode a donkey. That was that was his mode of transportation. Yeah. When he wasn't walking, he was a and, traveler. And like, like <laughs> baptism was all about cleanliness. It wasn't about clean, cleaning your soul. No, you can't clean your soul. <laughs> you can you can wash the dirt off your feet though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know you can you can wash your funky elbows you know and your funky <laughs> armpits you know that's when that's when baptism works yeah you know when it cleans off the dirt you know yeah. but but the soul is it's eternal yeah eternal yeah. and and the only thing you're changing is your mind that's your it. thought your thought that's, that's the only thing that's now it. now when uh it, but you can't you know, everybody has their own problem. Uh, my 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 son married a Muslim lady, and uh, we have uh, so we we have Muslims in the family. And I love Ramadan. I love Ramadan because it's a great uh, way to lose weight. You know, yeah. Yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. You, you fast all the fasting. You yeah. fast all day. As soon as the sun goes down, you can eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And it makes sense. It makes sense, you know, because now you got all day to do do stuff. And then when you eat, then you just have one meal and you go to bed. You get tired, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I've been, I've been so blessed because I, I get these, uh, uh, the, these thoughts, you know, they, they come and, 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 oh, by the way, with weed, I, <laughs> my, my one thing with weed, uh, I had a guy tell me, in fact, it was a podcast. He said, uh, uh, what's your favorite strain? I said, I don't have one. Uh, I'm still looking for it. <laughs> and then they said, uh, uh, well, I like Indica, except uh, uh, it's too strong. It's, and he started going bad rapping Indica. I says, I think your problem is that you're not doing it right. And he said, <laughs> what do you mean? I said, well, let, let's say you were drinking whiskey and, and you had a glass of uh, 101 proof whiskey. I said, would you down that? No, of course not. I said, well, it's the same as Indica. If your Indica is so strong, why would you smoke a whole joint? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no one, no one told you the label said smoke a whole joint in order for this to work. <laughs> right. I says the smell, one toke. Yeah, that's all you need. Take one toke, 
put it down. You put don't need out. the huge chong bong or the chong pi- no. <laughs> joint, right? <laughs> That's a movie. That's a movie. So use your head. Exactly. If it's too strong, lighten up. <laughs> yeah, I had a question for you. In in the movie, when you guys did up and smoke, were you guys smoking weed in it? Uh, in between shots, sometimes. So you couldn't really do it on the... We could do it anywhere if we wanted to, uh, but ne- neither Cheech or I uh, are, are, you know, big, big potheads. Never have been, you know. Uh, we, I'm, I'm, I'm a one toker. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I, 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 I got a whole ashtray of, of, of uh, roaches here that, uh, <laughs> that I, I, I'm smoking, you know, and uh, I take a couple of tokes and put it up. Yeah. I've always, I've always done. Every once in a while, you know, I get challenged. You know, Snoop Dogg or someone, you know, <laughs> hand me a bong, and I, you know, <laughs> the, the old ego, you know, kicks yeah. in, and I can do it. But I, I found it's like anything, like life, you know, just, just, just take enough, take enough to, for yourself, yeah. you know. It's like it's life is like a, 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 a cafeteria, you know, you can load your plate up with everything that you're not going to eat or you can just take what you need yeah you see yeah and if you take what you need you don't go to sleep right away you don't have weight problems you don't have stomach aches you know what i mean all those yeah i love what you said in, in, in one of your talks when you were talking about weed being medicine for the brain um how you said it kind of uh and i'm going to paraphrase it and get it wrong but how it shuts down that that loud mind and and allows you to create and 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 become in that like touch your soul almost and i'm, I'm with eric you know i'm a big advocate for what we does for people and how it is medicine um i've just found that in the past with my addictive brain that that i could take it too far not that the medicine is the problem it was me so i, I do i believe that that what you said that the creation and, and being able to shut down the brains. I thought that was just genius. You know, the other thing, oh, yeah. the yeah. other thing too, is, you know, when you go back to, um, you know, the schedules, right. You know, it's a schedule one, no medicinal purposes, you know, according to, you know, the federal yeah. government. Right. Yeah. And we've yeah. identified obviously all kinds. And I know you had cancer, right? Yeah. yeah. You had prostate yeah. cancer and, uh, yeah. and, and you give some credit to marijuana. Well, for the healing, for, for the, the healing. healing. Allowing yeah, you no, to eat uh, and stuff like that. Well, well, well. What happened? I was all in on the holistic side, and and I, I hooked up with a with a, um, uh, a holistic doctor in 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 Canada, and uh, in fact, my wife's uh, son nephew uh, turned me on because he he became a holistic doctor too. And uh, he had me on a regimen of pills and uh, and certain you know substance stuff to stay away from and so on. And I did it. I did it. But then I got uh, you know that's that's when I had uh, uh, prostate cancer. And with prostate cancer, you know the doctors say, "Oh, don't worry, you'll die of something else." You know, you'll probably get run over by a car first. You know, <laughs> so they they cheer you up with that news. You know, <laughs> and so so I. Uh, but when I got rectal cancer, I, I was on Dancing with the Stars, and and I think the uh, the uh, the stress 
in the activity. Uh, and, and, I th- and I also had a biopsy. Uh, and, and the biopsy is a dangerous thing to do. If you've got cancer, don't do a fucking biopsy. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's just, you know, it's a waste of time and it spreads the cancer. And so I did a biopsy with my prostate. And next thing I know, I got rectal cancer mm-hmm. and, and I got a tumor on my rectum. Well, I had the marijuana people, you know, start attacking me, you know. But my son, by that time, my son, he's very pragmatic. You know, he goes, get fuck off, you know, get out of here. Uh, you're going to go to the best doctor we can find. And so, because we have doctor friends and, you know, because of who I am, we found the best uh, rectal uh, surgeon uh, that we could find. And sure enough, I, you know, I had rectal cancer. You feel the tumor. And then I went in and, and I did the the radiation and, and they radiated the, the tumor and the and the guy goes oh, while we're down there we did your prostate too so you're playing there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like a mechanic yeah. Oh, yeah, we're, down we're right down there you know we move your balls aside a little bit and then we shot <laughs> we radiated that too so so so, so I, I and once i got everything radiated you know now they had to go in and operate and take out the tumor. And uh, when they did that, then they took out the rectum. Wow. And when they did that, mm. they, 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 they moved the exit around to the front. And now I got a colostomy bag. Mm. And, uh, and, and typical Chong, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, this is this is a new experience <laughs> and right away right away i started thinking of the humors and and so so the first thing i did was name my classmate bag the trump <laughs> <laughs> and, and, your shit and bag course, right uh, yeah of course i had i had a guy says why, why, why did you call it the Trump? I said, oh, because it's always full of shit and hot air. You know? <laughs> and, uh, but, but it saved my life. It saved my life. So, so I know I, and I had to learn, I had to learn everything. And, and, and to my wife's credit, I mean, she, she put up with me as much as she could. But when I, when, when the bank came into, into the play, uh, I, I had a, Basically, I moved myself downstairs. You know, I, I got my own room because I have to have my own bathroom and I have to, you know, because you never know. <laughs> because you don't have any nerve. There's no warning system. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Wow. None, none at all. In wow. Fact, if you smell it, it's too late. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I've had, I've had some really interesting uh, moments wow. on a plane, on an airplane. Oh. <laughs> I can hear people say, is he still in there? <laughs> I had to do my... I had to do my fucking laundry. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I've had I've had some great times. <laughs> me and my bag. You taught but, me a lot about but, life today. I love but, it. But but it saved my life. It saved my life, and so I don't curse it. Yeah. I tried different things. <laughs> I tried throwing the the bags uh, outside. You know, they go to the bathroom because. <laughs> Uh, so there's a 
we're on the second floor when I was upstairs. And, and so I tried, you know, tying the bag up and throwing it outside. And then I next morning go and gather them up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I forgot to gather up one and, and the dog got into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he dragged it into the house. And we go, whoa, what the hell is that? What's he got there? <laughs> What's he got there? And I go, oh, no, I got it. Never mind. <laughs> so, so I've been learning. I've been learning. I've been having a, I've been having a lot of, uh, a lot of learning with it. No, I learned. <clears throat> it's a feel. You got to touch it. You know, there's a lot of things you got to learn about it. But, yeah. but the good thing, it. it uh, well, you don't have any of those uh, other problems that people have, you know. Right. Uh, so, so it's good. Find the humor. Find the humor. Find the humor. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Morella. Yeah. Italiano? Uh, Espanol. Espanol? Yeah. Oh, Morella. Are you Espanol? Yeah, it's actually Mireya. Medellia. Oh, beautiful Medellia. name. Thank you. That that Spanish language is so beautiful. I Well, I love it. I love talking Spanish yeah. in front of Eric. He doesn't understand it. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you know, they, they describe a guy hanging from his neck on a, on a tree. Uh-huh. You know, listening to the birds. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. It's only Spanish. They're the only ones that can... Come yeah, the way that. you translate some Spanish things, it does not sound as nice in English. <laughs> oh, oh, believe me, Cheech was giving me all the lessons, you know. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, Bendevo, hey, <laughs> my very good friend. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun. That's great. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you were able to do the show with them. I'm excited for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a great, we had a great time. We're going to do uh, more shows, too. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, no, definitely. I'd love that. You know. Yes, uh, yes. Any, anytime, anytime, any, anytime you get the urge, you give me a call. Okay. Hey, yeah, thank man. you so much, Tommy. I really appreciate it, man. This was awesome. Thank you, man. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. Bye, 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 bye. You know, one of the things I want to say real quick, um, and I didn't get to say to him, but, um, you know, he, uh, his mindset is amazing. Jeez. I mean, yeah, he's man. literally. It's, it's almost just like, you know we have troubles in life. You go through things in life, you have trauma, you know, issues that happen and yeah. you just roll with them. I mean, it is Absolutely. what it is. There's things that are out of your control and yeah. um, you know, and he, he has such a uh, positive, you know, yeah. of things. And, uh, and I was also found, I also found it very interesting, you know, when he was like, I'm not really a pothead. Yeah, I know. I know. Like that's, that, that's pretty amazing because I was thinking the whole time, as he was talking, I was like, he's got a recovery mindset. Yeah. Like, like this is a recover and recover yourself type of mindset. You know, it's not necessarily the abstinence part. It's the healing part. Yeah. And he gave us an amazing, enlightening, just, just trip down into healing. Because, Absolutely. I mean, we're talking about cancer in a colostomy bag, man. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about this in a way that. Absolutely. You know, he doesn't suffer with this. This no. is not a suffering. This no. is this is my life, and I'm blessed, and I'm 
grateful for everything that's happened. So I love this spiritual yeah. stuff. I mean, oh yeah, man. it's like, I mean, to me, it's just like, I, I, I wish we all had that. I, you know, he's got such a um, creative view of yeah. very creative. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, you know, and, uh, and I like the humility part and within him too. Um, you know, even with the stuff with, with Cheech, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, so this was a fantastic show. I love this. Outstanding. Um, I definitely want to look at maybe doing this again with him because um, yeah, I love, I love the way he thinks. Yes. Um, um, so you got anything you want to finish up with or. Man, I just want to thank you for, for putting this together and reaching out to, to Tommy's people and making this happen. I mean, this has been by far one of the greatest moments of my recovery life, probably my life in general, is to be able to do something like this with a friend that I respect, you know, immensely. I love your mind. I, I, I love that what we do and, and to have someone come on like that, that is, you know, just, just a beautiful human being. So I'm loving the show even more. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, he really is. He's such, he is a, he is a beautiful mind and, and, uh, yeah. you know, he, he's like, he's the mindset of like, never, he'd never hurt anybody. He'd never yeah. hurt a fly. I mean, yeah. he, he's not, you know, you get that view. It's just like love. And I, I mean, I yeah. love, I love what he talked about, especially in the Absolutely. very beginning. He's like, this is about love, but obviously, you know, we do have the opposite of hate, which is one of the things obviously that we explore yeah. this show. Absolutely. Um, and, and, uh, it, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. You know, when I think about the arrest that he went through and the issue, yeah. but I also love his view. He's like, it is what it is, you know, kind of like, yeah. I, you know, it was just another experience that I had in life that not everybody's going to get an opportunity to go through. Absolutely. And for everybody out there, whether you watch our, because I hope we'll put this, I, I mean, I think we'll put this on both of our platforms, our recovery platforms too, because for everybody out there who's felt that pull, I mean, he said that he knew he was here for something at, at the youngest age. I felt that thing too. Yeah. I'm sure you felt that, that we've all felt that little pull, trust that pull. And where life takes you, trust that that's your journey. You know, stay out of toxic shame and take, stay out of those things that, you know, don't stay in the opposition, make it the opportunity. I mean, if Tommy taught us nothing else, he taught us how to take what looks like opposition and authentically turn it into opportunity. Yep. And I, I'm just blown away yep. at this. Yeah, because definitely, you know, even when you look at the the substance or the marijuana or things like that, I mean, he is completely against, and especially with his mind, uh, abusing it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, like, you know, it, it it was a healing for me. You know, um, and I always thought, I and it always stuck in my head. <laughs> I always thought that, like, they were like smoking, like literally just in the movie. I'm thinking like, yeah, they had to be smoking weed. You know, yeah. but it didn't sound yeah. like. You know, no. I mean, maybe they hit a couple joints here and there, but neither one yeah. of them are potheads, but they've yeah. part, which is so, you know, so again, I, I, I it was really fantastic. Um, right. But um, so, yeah, again, I want to thank, you know, everybody for watching the show. Yes. Um, please subscribe to our channel. We're going to have a lot of other exciting things that we're working on. Yep. Um, and uh, as Lona, it is absolutely always wonderful being here with you. Man, YouTuber. Uh, 
And so again, thank you all for tuning in and we will see you soon. Um, anything? Everybody just love each other. Heal yeah. through understanding, man. Whatever you are at opposition of, try to understand it. Yep. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. All of you listening out there. That's right, man. We will see you soon. That's right.